G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Stubborn sin, the sort that just keeps coming back again and again, no matter how hard we try, is a fact of life for so many. And we have a choice. We can just accept it and its devastating consequences, or we can believe God's word that where there's a will, there's a way. Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond, and thank you so much for joining me again on Christianity Works. Today we're kicking off a new series of messages called Eliminating Stubborn Sin Once and for All because with all my heart, I believe that Jesus came, died and rose again to set us free from the power of sin. So let's head into God's Word and please do stay tuned because in just a few minutes I'll be telling you about a special edition book also called Eliminating Stubborn Sin Once and for All that I'd love to send you. It's completely free and it's all about helping you to live in the victory that Jesus died and rose again to give you. Today we're kicking off a new series of programs for the next four weeks. It's called Overcoming Stubborn Sin once and for all. And God triggered in my heart just the other day when I was sitting talking to a man, but more about him later. Now let me ask you, have you ever had a pen in your pocket and it's leaked? More common for men, I guess. We'll put a pen in our shirt pocket or maybe on the inside pocket of our jacket. And then for one reason or another, the pen leaks and you end up with an ink stain all over your shirt or your jacket. Now that stain, it's called a stubborn stain, isn't it? At least that's how we refer to it where I come from. And the reason we call it a stubborn stain is that no matter what you wash it with or scrub it with, doesn't matter what you do to it, it just won't come out. I remember when that happened to one of my favourite jackets years ago now. I mean, I really liked this jacket. It was soft and comfortable and it looked great. I spent a fortune at the dry cleaners, but it doesn't matter what they tried, the stain didn't come out. And so I simply couldn't wear it out anymore. I mean, it would have looked ridiculous. But isn't it funny these days, when we have a stain like that on our characters, it seems we almost wear it out with pride, or at the very least, we just put up with it. After all, it's a stubborn stain, nothing we can do about it. And that's the attitude of that man that I was telling you about at the beginning of the program. Here's the thing. He rang me the other day and wanted to catch up for a coffee. I agreed, and as we sat down in the cafe, we had a a bit of small chit-chat, And then the crunch issue, the thing he wanted to talk to me about. Well, it was his sin. It was a sin he'd been struggling with all his life. Turned out that his particular Achilles heel was his temper. A lovely man, but he has a hot temper and just flies off the handle at the drop of a hat. He was sharing with me what had happened just a few days before, a situation where he'd hurt some people that really mattered to him. And the more I listened the more I got this impression that as far as he was concerned, this was something that he was stuck with and the best he could do was to manage the symptoms. There wasn't a single thought in his head of treating the disease. And the reason this shocked me is that this man is a Christian with a powerful heart after God and a commitment to God's word. 
So I listened without saying too much, but the more I turned this conversation over and over in my head, the more disturbing it became. It was like he had a stubborn ink stain on his jacket, but he was intent on wearing that same jacket out day after day with that stain on it. There was no thought of changing the jacket. You see the point? We wouldn't think of wearing an ink-stained jacket out to work, and yet we'll take who we are with this great big stubborn stain smack bang in the middle of our character and our personality, so prominent, so obvious, that nobody could ever miss it, and wear it out day after day after day, for a whole lifetime, resigned to what we think is the fact that there's just nothing we can do about it. Changing the jacket never crosses our mind. Have a listen to this in the context of what we've just been talking about, stubborn sin. Galatians chapter 3, verse 27. As many of you as were baptised into Christ have clothed yourselves with Christ. And again this, Ephesians chapter 4, verses 22 to 27. You were taught to put away your former way of life, your old self, corrupt and deluded by its lusts, and to be renewed in the spirit of your minds, and to clothe yourselves with a new self, created according to the likeness of God, in true righteousness and holiness. So then, putting away falsehood, let all of us speak the truth to our neighbours, for we are members of one another. Be angry, but don't sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger, and do not make room for the devil. Both of these scriptures from the Word of God are very, very clear. They're about putting on a new jacket. They're about clothing ourselves in Christ, clothing ourselves in the new creation that we've become when we put our trust and our faith in him. There's nothing, nothing, so far as I can find in God's word, that says that sin is normal. Sure, it's common, or too common, but normal it ain't. Have you put your trust in Jesus Christ? Have you? Then you are a new creation. The old things have passed away, and all things, all things are new. That comes from 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. We all have one or two stubborn sins in our lives, For some people, it's temper and anger. For others, it's lust. Others, it's always seeking glory and recognition. For others, again, it's low self-esteem or or unforgiveness or, or gossiping or slander. Other people are addicted to gambling or perhaps it's worshipping other gods. Some people don't seem to be able to help themselves. Some are involved in the occult. My friend, the list goes on. And we sometimes behave as if the only person that has this stubborn sin stain on us is us. Listen to me. It's everyone. I've never met a person who hasn't had to grapple with at least one stubborn, persistent, ongoing form of sin in their lives. So many men are addicted to pornography, which now, with the internet, has over half, over half of all men addicted to this. Something we're going to talk about in the coming weeks. And they live in secret shame, imagining that there's nothing they can do about it. And over half of all women, in Western society at least, suffer clinically from low self-esteem. And each one of these stubborn sins is the devil's way of robbing us of life. Sure, so many of them are dressed up to look respectable, so seductive, so normal. Now, the person who puts their faith in Jesus kind of knows they're not right. But like that man that I was talking about at the beginning of the program... They've kind of resigned themselves into believing that there's nothing they can do about their particular brand of stubborn sin. Whether it's a red stain or a blue stain or a black stain, 
well, that's just my coloured stain and there's just nothing I can do about it. Let me, let me give you this very direct and very blunt response to that kind of thinking. Rubbish. It's absolute rubbish. That's a deception of the devil, and you won't find it in the Bible. Jesus said, quoting Isaiah chapter 61, verse 1, he said, God had sent him to bring good news to the oppressed, to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and release to the prisoners. Now, there's no fine print in there that provides you or me with a personal exclusion for our particular colour of stubborn sin. Now, I'm a man who's had more than his share of stubborn sin to work through. Anger, temper, all sorts of stuff. And because I'm one of those strong-willed people, those things have had even a stronger hold on me than most. And here's what I've discovered along the way, and I'm still discovering it. Jesus came to set me free from every sin that robs me of life. He came to set you free from every sin that robs you of life to clothe us in Christ, to make us a new creation that shines his glory and his image into this lost and hurting world. That is the truth. I'm Bernie Diamond and you're listening to Christianity Works. I just want to take a moment during this short break to share something truly important with you. The devil is constantly trying to trip you up with the same old tricks, lies, deceptions and temptations. But Jesus came to give you victory, complete victory over all that stuff. That's why I'd love to send you a free copy of our special edition book this month called Eliminating Stubborn Sin Once and for All. It's full of life-changing practical Bible teaching to help you live in the victory over sin that Jesus died and rose again to give you. To request your copy, stop by our mobile-friendly website. It's called ChristianityWorks.com or give us a call toll-free on 1300 722 415 and we'll send your free book straight out to you in the post. Remember, this isn't one of our usual life application booklets, but a special edition book, Eliminating Stubborn Sin Once and For All. Those contact details, again, in case you miss them, are online at ChristianityWorks.com or toll-free on 1-300-722-415. Now, we live in a world of cause and effect. You spend more than you earn, you end up in debt. Cause and effect. So how come, well, why is it that you and I are such masters of self-deception when it comes to the consequences of our sin? One of the worst feelings that we can have in life is that sense of being trapped. Trapped in a place, trapped in our circumstances, trapped in our own destructive patterns of behaviour. And try as we might, we just can't get out. Now God has a name for those destructive behaviours. A much shorter name, he calls them sin. And that's exactly what sin is. Behaviour that's destructive. Behaviour that misses the whole point of life. And it seems to be the case that pretty much each one of us has one particular pattern of destructive behaviour, one sin that seems to be stubborn in our lives, like like a stubborn stain that just won't wash out. As much as we wish we could get rid of it, we've tried and tried and tried and tried over the years, we just can't. For many people, it feels like they're trapped, like there's no way out. It's a pattern of behaviour that we seem to be locked into, repeating over and over and over again. And so many people have just resigned themselves to the fact that that's the way it is and and that nothing's ever going to change. They're trapped, hopelessly trapped in sin, and there's no way out. 
And so they just have to live life with the painful consequences of that sin. Well, if that kind of resonates a bit with you, I have some good news for you. In fact, it's some great news. Stubborn sin comes in so many different forms. Have a quick listen to this list written by Paul the Apostle a couple of thousand years ago. It comes from Galatians chapter 5, verses 19 to 21. Now, the works of the flesh are obvious. Fornication, impurity, licentiousness, idolatry, sorcery, enmities, strife, jealousy, anger, quarrels, dissensions, factions, envy, drunkenness, carousing, and things like these. I am warning you, as I warned you before, those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Some people are just naturally prone to being critical or argumentative. Some are locked into patterns of jealousy or sexual immorality. And in this world of anything goes, where cheating on your wife or your husband has been reduced to a lifestyle choice, it's easy for us to rationalise our particular form of stubborn sin away as being just that. Well, the world's moved on, you know. We think differently these days, sleeping around. Hey, what's wrong with that? arguing, criticising, pulling other people down, flying off the handle, ranting, raving, getting drunk until all hours. Well, they're just the way we do things these days. But no matter how much we rationalise our sin away, if we're going to be brutally honest with ourselves, most of us, with just a few minutes thinking about it, will be able to point to the one sin that seems to recur over and over and over again in our lives. And come on, let's be honest. There are consequences, serious consequences to our sin. And those consequences hurt. They hurt us and they hurt other people. And I know, maybe we've tried to break out of that pattern of behaviour from time to time, but it's so easy to fall back into it again. And that's when we feel trapped. That's, that's when we feel like there's no way out, no escape. And the worst thing is, it feels like, well, like we're the only ones with this problem. Well, have a listen to what God has to say. Come on, because I, for one, am prepared to take him at his word. Let's have a listen. It comes from 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. It says that no testing has overtaken you that is not common to everyone. God is faithful, and he will not let you be tested beyond your strength, but with the testing, he will also provide the way out so that you may be able to endure it. Now, that's powerful stuff. So let's take just a few minutes to unpack this because my hunch is that the power here in God's word is going to set some people down a path of actually believing that God can make a difference, that God wants to set them free. No testing has overtaken you that is not common to everyone. Testing is is about a trial and a temptation. It's, It's testing our fidelity to God. Let's take a man walking down the street. A young, scantily clad woman comes walking towards him. Now, there's a test of his fidelity to his wife. What's he going to do with his eyes? What's he going to do with his imagination? I heard an interesting statistic from research conducted by an American Jewelers Association on employee theft. Have a listen to this. 10% of people will always steal no matter what. 10% will never, ever steal. But 80% will steal if given the opportunity and if they think they won't get caught. So for 80% of us, our honesty and integrity is tested on a daily basis. Testing happens all the time and nothing that you and I are tested with is unique to us. Indeed, it's common to everyone. We all go through this. Sometimes we feel condemned because we think that it's just us that are being tempted with this or with that. No, everyone is tempted. But, and here's the great but, But God is faithful, and he will not let you be tested beyond your strength. 
I love that. That's a promise from God. When we feel trapped and weak and impossibly vulnerable, the promise of God is that he will never allow us to be tempted by our own desires or by the devil, or as is so often the case, by both, to an extent that is one hair's breadth further than our capacity to withstand or resist the temptation. So many of us head into temptation just expecting defeat, just planning on failure. So, well, we fail the test. We yield to the temptation. The great news is this, that God is faithful and he will not let us be tested beyond our strength. Instead, with the testing, he will also provide the way out so that you may be able to endure it. And over the coming weeks on the program, what we're going to be doing is investigating that way out. A practical, rubber-hits-the-road expose of how to stop this stubborn sin dead in its tracks. Because God's Word is so incredibly practical. For the man who for years has been caught in a cycle of shame and addiction to pornography. For the woman who for years has had a miserable life because of her low self-esteem. For anyone and everyone who's ever felt trapped and completely powerless in their destructive patterns of behaviour that lasher their soul like a whip that never stops tearing into their flesh. For you, I have this good news. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. No testing has overtaken you that is not common to everyone. God is faithful, and he will not let you be tested beyond your strength. But with the testing, he will also provide the way out so that you may be able to endure it. You're not alone. You're not unique, and God is faithful. He has already prepared the way out for you, a way out of the shame and the pain of persistent, stubborn sin. And I want you to remember this. These aren't my words. This is God's word, and God's word is sharper than any two-edged sword. God's word has the power to change us, a power that we simply can't begin to understand until we experience it for ourselves. That's what we're going to be talking about after the break. I'm Bernie Diamond, and you're listening to Christianity Works. As we take this short break, I'd like to tell you about a free daily resource that I'd love to send you to help you draw closer to God. It's called Fresh, a short daily devotional with a powerful scripture verse and some words of inspiration, hope and encouragement delivered right to the inbox on your smartphone, tablet or computer each and every day. Or if you prefer, you can now also receive a printed version delivered right to your letterbox. It's completely free. To get instant access either to the digital or the printed version of Fresh, stop by our mobile-friendly website, ChristianityWorks.com. You'll see the Fresh e-devotional sign-up right there at the top of the homepage. Or, if you prefer, give us a call toll-free on 1-300-722-415 to request the Fresh printed devotional. It's completely up to you. Again, online at ChristianityWorks.com or toll-free on 1-300-722-415. Go ahead, sign up to receive Fresh and may your heart be touched and transformed as you draw ever closer to Jesus through His Word. Now, it seems that so many people on this planet are living so deeply in the debt of their, well, their sin that they've forgotten that all along God has a plan A for their lives, a glorious, wonderful plan A. Let's take a look. Have you ever noticed that we can be chugging along okay, living in victory for a week or two or maybe even a month or two, and then all of a sudden, wham, 
that sin comes back and pounds us like a battering ram. It pounds the living daylights out of us. Have you ever wondered why that is? Why these ebbs and flows? Why is it that sometimes I can live in victory over this thing and other times I feel completely and utterly powerless to do anything at all to overcome this destructive behaviour called sin? Well, here's my take on it. Well, actually, no, no, it's not my take at all. It's God's take. It's God's truth from God's word. We live on a spiritual battlefield and our enemy, the devil, is always prowling around, waiting for a good time to strike. He did that even with Jesus. After Jesus resisted the devil's temptations when he'd been in the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights, Luke tells us in chapter 4 of his gospel, verse 13, that when the devil had finished testing Jesus, he, the devil, departed to wait for a more opportune time. So here we have this picture of the devil prowling around looking for someone to devour. He has the element of surprise, and that's why we feel powerless when he strikes. Well, today and over the next few weeks, we're going to take an intensely practical look at how to be ready for him. As I said before, we all have this Achilles heel, a part of our makeup or our personality or who we are that's more vulnerable to attack than others. I was telling you before on the program about this man for whom I met who struggled with his temper. And for other people, it's their sexuality. And for others, again, it's pride or they're addicted to money or recognition. We all have some area in our lives where we're vulnerable. And we all have times when we're more vulnerable than others in our lives. Now, sometimes we've learned to exercise self-control over our tempers, but then, you know, the the pressure's on and we're tired and, and the circumstances just seem to conspire to make us snap. So it doesn't matter what our particular weak point is, there are times when we feel stronger and times when we feel weaker. And there are times when we feel completely tossed around and completely vulnerable and like we have no strength at all to resist the prowling devil who is just sitting back, waiting like a lion in the grass to pounce and attack while we're feeling weak. Now what I'm about to say may sound completely perverse. In fact, if we judge it by the world's wisdom, actually, it is. God's wisdom often seems perverse by the world's standards. But have a listen to God's wisdom about our weakness. It's written by the Apostle Paul in the New Testament, 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 7 to 9. Paul says, To keep me from being too elated, a thorn was given me in the flesh, a messenger of Satan to torment me, to keep me from being too elated. Three times I appealed to the Lord about this, that it would leave me But he said, my grace is sufficient for you, for power is made perfect in weakness. So I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses, so that the power of Christ may dwell in me. Now we never discover what the thorn in the flesh was. Was it a physical ailment? Was it a particular temptation to which Paul was prone? We're not told. What we do know is that it was a messenger from Satan to torment him. And God doesn't take this torment away because God, it appears, is quite content with Paul's weakness. He he doesn't actually want Paul to be strong in and of himself, but instead he wants to give Paul the real thing, God's perfect power amidst Paul's weaknesses. And so that completely changes everything for Paul. Instead of being ashamed of his weakness, he boasts all the more gladly of it, so that the power of Christ may dwell in him. And here's the crunch. Anyone who's tried and tried and tried to be strong, to overcome stubborn sin and overcome the devil, will know that working hard at it doesn't work. 
But it's in our weakness that we have the opportunity to discover the good and perfect and awesome power of God to achieve what we can't, to achieve victory over stubborn sin. My friend, this is fantastic news. It's liberating news. The opportunity to give up trying and to tap into the power that works. It's divine power. Have a listen again to Paul, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 4-5. to For the weapons of our warfare are not merely human, but they have divine power to destroy strongholds. We destroy arguments and every proud obstacle raised up against the knowledge of God, and we take every thought captive to obey Christ. Paul's saying that we're living on a battlefield, and instead of just using human weapons, we actually have God's divine power to destroy strongholds, the fortresses. And the strongholds that Paul's specifically talking about here are the thoughts, ideas, beliefs, behaviours in people who believe in Jesus. Not something way out there, the strongholds in us that we can't seem to defeat. God has given us weapons with divine power to overcome our sin. You know what a stronghold is? It's something we hang on to so strong that we can't seem to let go. And if we're holding on to sin that strong, we can't take the hold of the good plans that God has for us. We can't let go of stubborn sin in our own strength. We can't break down those strongholds with weapons that are merely human. We need divine power. And right here, right in the middle of our weaknesses, is where God wants to give us his divine power. And over the next couple of weeks on the program, we're going to look at just that, how to use that divine power to eliminate stubborn sin once and for all. Well, that's pretty much all we have time for today. But before I go, there's something very important that I need to share with you. This program, Christianity Works, is encouraging so many people in over 160 countries to live in the victory that Jesus died and rose again to give them. But you see, that's only possible through the generous support of friends like you. Each dollar that you give towards the ministry of Christianity Works today will help reach almost 3,000 people with a gospel message. So a gift of, say, $35 can touch over 100,000 people with the good news of Jesus Christ. That's amazing. So let me encourage you to give a generous tax-deductible gift to Christianity Work today. You can do that right now, securely online, by visiting our mobile-friendly website, ChristianityWorks.com, or by calling 1-300-722-415. And listen, when you do get in touch, please don't forget to request your free copy of that special edition book that I mentioned earlier. It's called Eliminating Stubborn Sin Once and for all. Again, that's online at ChristianityWorks.com or toll-free on 1-300-722-415. Hey, thanks so much for your support and for joining me today. I'm Bernie Diamond, and I'll catch you again same time next week with another message of God's love, God's grace, and God's power for each one of us in Jesus Christ.
Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.